0: Welcome back to another episode of the podcast Lead Singer Syndrome. I am your host, Shane Told, just like every week, as I bring you the backstage conversations that I have with other lead singers from all different walks of life. This week, this week is awesome. This week is sick. I am so excited to bring you my conversation with one of the biggest artists in the world, just straight up right now. This dude is killing it. Lauv is here on the program. And I know I talk to a lot of people from, you know, punk rock scene, emo scene, hardcore scene, you know, underground music. But the whole premise of the show isn't about just talking to people, you know, that have slugged it out in a van for years and ended up getting to a higher level or whatever. This show is all about the name Lead Singer Syndrome. No matter where you come from, no matter what style of music you play, no matter what you do, I want to have you on this show. So it's very cool to have a guy like Ari, AKA Lauv, just killing it right now in the mainstream, with pop music. It is really, really awesome, and I really do want to thank him for taking the time out of his, well, less busy than usual schedule, but still busy, to speak with me. Before we get into that, um, yeah, I don't know. Shit, what is it? Middle of April now? I swear, man. i I guess it's been one month since everything got really crazy, like really canceled. Yeah, one month I've been sitting here... Uh, in my house. And we talk about it a little bit on this podcast. I I think a week ago, maybe I was at my worst. I'm doing a little bit better now. You know, I'm trying to be productive. I'm trying to make some music. My house is extremely tidy, by the way. Not that anyone's coming over. You know, um, but it's really just come to the point where, like, there's no end in sight. And I hate to be negative, and I hate to be depressing, but now it's like, I don't know what the point is. And when you start getting to that position, it's like, yeah, I want to be productive. I want to do this. I want to do this. And it's like, well, but why? But one thing I've learned, it really is important to still make time for yourself when you're in this position. It's important anyway, but a lot of us are living in close quarters with other people, you know, and those are our only people in our lives at the moment. But you still need some me time. So whether that's taking a walk, which should be okay to do depending on where you live, or getting in the car and taking a drive and listening to some music or a podcast, or whether you just need to kind of close off and put on headphones or read a book or whatever you need to do, make sure that you are looking out for number one. That's you. And that is something I think very important now to kind of realize as we... Enter the second month of this absolute insanity. Hey, if you want to get in touch with me, as always, you can. You can email me, syndrome at gmail.com. A lot of emails lately. I wonder why. I'm trying to get back to everybody. I'm pretty good about it these days, but you know, I might miss some here and there. But anyway, send me an email. Add me to social media at Shane Told. Add the show if you haven't already at Lead Singer Syndrome or at Lead Singer Syn S Y N. Don't sleep on Facebook either. We got a Facebook page. We put stuff on there pretty regularly. And if you find yourself very bored, okay, if you've listened to a lot of podcasts, a lot of this podcast, and you want more. And you want interaction with me, interaction with other fans of the show, with a great community, check out the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. You get the bonus episodes. You get stuff sent to your house. I just mailed out a boatload of stuff. I do question and answer sessions well, all the time now. And it is what keeps this show going every week because there are costs associated with this show. It does take up a lot of my time, so anything you can do to help me out, I really, really do appreciate it. So head over to com slash allaccess. That is the link you want to follow, and for as little as six bucks a month, that gets you in, and that really is helpful. Again, the link com slash allaccess, and a huge shout out to all my sinners all over the world. And new members as well. Thank you. Thank you very much for being a part of this journey that I am currently on. Anyway, let's get into the conversation with Ari Leff, a.k.a. Lauv.
1: I like me better when I'm with you.
0: Hey man, it's Shane. How you doing? I'm I'm fantastic. Uh, I'm recording this uh, right now. Sweet. And, uh, uh, dude, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for uh, for joining me.
2: This is awesome. No, of course, thank you. Um,
0: I guess first things first. I I like to tell the listeners the date. Uh. It's April sixth today because all this shit is changing so fast uh, out in the world. You can say something like today, and in a week it can be different. And a week ago, it was like it was like a crazy thing to say. But um, where are you right now? How are you holding up?
2: You know what? I'm um, all things considered, I'm actually good. Um, I'm you know lucky. I'm safe in my house. Yeah. Um, I have a studio in my house. So I'm, I'm like able to distract myself from the insanity. Mm-hmm. of this reality pretty much every day. Yeah. Um, I'm quarantined with my sister and some of my best friends, and uh, I have my dog, so I am I feel really lucky.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, reading about you and learning so much about you um, over the past, you know, a little while, it does seem like you are really like a workaholic when it comes to music. And mm-hmm. for you to have kind of everything just like all your appearances and everything just getting canceled... <laughs> Um, or postponed, or whatever it is, now you get to hunker down and actually just, like, you know, get into your studio, look at the computer screen. It For you, it feels like it's really good, like, almost like Kid in a Candy Store kind of thing? Is that kind
2: of accurate? Mm-hmm. I'll be, yeah, I'll be totally real. I mean, um... All happy to promote my album and stuff, but even more happy to be home making the next one
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that I love that man well i'm I'm glad to hear that it's working out so well for you uh personally yeah. i i don't know I'm not doing so well with it like just the idea of i'm not, sorry to hear yeah, just not just like i don't know i miss i like miss sports a lot and I miss kind of like yeah. getting in my car and just driving somewhere like the the things that you, you don't like you just do all the time that you don't really think are important to your life until they're gone. It's kind of weird, you know?
2: Yeah. I think um, <clears throat> I definitely miss like, the little things like being able to go out to a restaurant or like go out to yeah. grab drinks with a friend. Oh,
1: totally. You know? yeah.
2: no. Usually like, the simple things are like, yeah. But I think part of why I'm adjusted like well right now is I was so used to being gone all the time like on the road and when I was home being like, right. oh, I'm going to leave in two weeks anyways to go back on the road. And it's like the first time where I'm like, I feel like no pressure and I'm actually able to just like be home, you know, take it day by day.
0: So it's a well needed break. It's true. It's been a Mm -hmm. total whirlwind for you. I want to talk all about that. But first, if you don't mind, I love to go back to the early days. Um, Mm -hmm. It seems like, you know, I know you were born in San Francisco. You moved around a lot. You went to high school in Pennsylvania. Uh, what was it like, you know, your family structure growing up? Did you have, I know you have a sister, you just mentioned her, but what was it like, you know, with, uh, with your family?
2: Well, we moved a lot. So that was an interesting one. I felt like, um, I felt like, well, I was young, so I don't, didn't really understand it, but, um, I just kind of, at the time was sad to me moving, but I feel like it always gave me a new perspective. You know, it's like, I always had to find like a new friend group and like figure out how to like quote unquote fit in and like, yep. um, and I, I think that's part of like, you know, a big part of who I am today is like learning how to adjust like that and for better, or for worse, like in some ways, like I kind of feel like it actually makes having a consistent identity a bit hard because you're <laughs> like, well, if I can be this person in this state and then this person in another state, like who am I really, you know? Right. And I think I got a little bit in my head. That was a weird one. Um, but, um, and yeah, my family dynamic, um, Definitely. I think, you know, I, I needed music. I needed to learn, you know, start writing songs. Cause like there was definitely kind of like interesting emotional dynamic in my family. Um, we're all really close um, now, especially, but um, just emotionally we had some like hard times, you know, just like struggles with like mental health in my family. And I think yeah. I didn't really realize all of that at the time. Like I kind of didn't understand what was really going on, but um, definitely just a lot of, yeah struggle um
0: was it were you moving yeah. around a lot because of your your parents jobs or, or what was that
2: yeah i was moving around well specifically my mom's job um she works in vaccine research so we should kind of go to a new university and then to wow. a pharmaceutical company and um did no she works vac- for the bill you and you melinda vaccine gates. vaccine research mm-hmm. so right now mm-hmm. is she
0: like is her phone blowing up
2: so she works at the bill and melinda gates foundation and oh, you wow. know like bill, bill gates kind of like a few years ago called like we're gonna have a massive thing soon. yeah and um she works specifically on HIV AIDS, but because of what's going on, she's getting more, she's actually, she's not officially like, you know, working on COVID-19, but she is like kind of being brought in on some more stuff. So I kind of get some insider, not insider news, but I get like right. the more factual news from her, you know, because there's a lot of stuff that's being said that's like not proven.
0: Right, right. Oh, wow. That's very interesting. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, I kind of cut you off. So yeah, so you said you're moving her a lot. Um, you had some some kind of mental health and issues in your family but you really needed music Um, was your family musical like did did your parents or brothers and sisters were they really into music or was it just you
2: so my dad would like walk around the house in the morning and like sing songs about like making breakfast and stuff (laughs) like just kind of random my dad liked to sing I mean nothing like serious you know both my parents are scientists but (laughs) I have two (laughs) I have two older sisters and like they played violin and cello so like I think like I started playing viola just like because, and um, there was always like that kind of musical vibe. Like my oldest sister, she would practice violin like, like seriously, like super late at night. Like I would be like sleeping, and like at two AM she'd be like practicing or something. And it's like what's going on? Um, and I got, I think once I started like playing guitar, that's like when it really clicked for me. You know, like there was always a musical vibe, but it was like once I started playing guitar, I like got really into like my own. I don't know, like my own musical identity and writing songs and like what I really loved listening to and all of that. It was kind of all at the same time. Right. So you started out as a guitar player.
0: Uh, how old were you when you yeah. got your first guitar and do you
2: still own your first guitar? I don't <sighs> still own my first guitar, sadly. I'm pretty sure I sold it on Craigslist like a long time ago. <laughs> um, I was like trying to make some money in high school.
1: Um, yeah.
2: <clears throat> I don't know. I must have been like, I must have been like nine or 10 or something. I don't, I'm so bad at this though. No, it's okay.
0: Um, it's, yeah. it's just, I just wonder, you know, about that, but, but yeah, cause you know, when you listen to your music now, um, and all the, I mean, your, your new record, how I'm feeling is awesome, by the way, so many different you. textures, you know, um, to hear that you started out like a kid with a guitar, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't really like, I really want to, I'm really interested in the journey that you've taken to where mm-hmm. you are, you know, cause I, I read somewhere that you, you know, one of the, your early influences were like Never Shout Never in Owl City. Oh yeah. You know, which and that's Hell like, yeah. you know, more kind of in the underground like punk rock or or, you know, emo scene a little bit. You know, that's yeah. that's not pop music really. I mean, Owl City is totally. but, but it's influenced, <clears throat> you
2: know, by more underground music. Totally. Yeah, I mean, I when I started playing guitar and I really got into it, I I, I don't know exactly how, but I had stumbled upon like a lot of more like hardcore and like post hardcore and screamo bands and emo bands. And I got really into that, like under oath and Norma Jean and like, and like Chiodos and like Devil Wears Prada and like all that stuff. And then like the whole MySpace scene, I got like super into the MySpace scene with like all of like, yeah, like never shout never and Owl city and all these bands, like all these kind of like stereo skyline, like every Avenue, like the starting line, like kind of all like the pop punk stuff that was happening too. And I was listening to a lot of that um, kind of from really throughout my teenage years, like a lot, a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, And I just, um, I started like kind of making my own songs and like I had a couple of bands, you know, I wasn't even producing at first. It was like my drummer and best friend growing up, he was producing for us and I kind of watched him do it. And then I was like, I got my own laptop. And then I like, all of a sudden I started to record us sometimes. And from there, I just like, I don't know, like I started like making beats and Logic, and you know, and kind of was doing like the half acoustic, half electronic thing in MySpace, and right, was like, right. you know, going going really hard. We were like booking our own tours, like you know, like I, I would like all day at school, I would just think about like MySpace and my music career, and like right, blah, blah, blah. you know, I was like fourteen or something. Right, and it's, it's so I would funny. Get home and yeah, go ahead, yeah. Go ahead no no it's all good I would go home and I would be like friend requesting people and like me me and my drummer would be emailing random venues and random promoters trying to book shows or like you know selling tickets to open for this band at this local venue and there was like that whole grind
0: right so yeah so I mean for people that want to say like oh this guy just came out of nowhere um, they're wrong (laughs) you've been Mm -hmm. you've been doing this your entire life from a grassroots
2: punk rock
0: punk rock mentality you know it's interesting I I have a couple questions here that you just sort of like answered almost, which I love to I love to ask after. It's like, I wrote, I wrote, so it seems like at a very young age, you had a lot of musical talent, you truly loved and still do to this day. Was that all you ever yeah. wanted to do?
2: Pretty much, man. Like yeah. that was like, I always feel really lucky and I kind of forget how much I take it for granted. Like the idea of knowing what you want to do, you know, especially at a young age. Like I remember when I was about to graduate high school, like I had a couple friends who would literally like every day, they would be like, dude, like it's just so crazy and so cool that you already know like so strongly what you're going to do. And I kind of didn't understand. I was like, that's just me, you know, just like the way I saw it. Um, you know, it was skateboarding when I was a lot younger, but as soon as I realized I didn't have the balls to be like good (laughs) at skateboarding and then commit to it, (laughs) it was like, it became music. And I was like, whether it's being an artist or being a songwriter or being a producer or being an engineer or anything, I was like, it has to be music. And yeah. Yeah,
0: that's interesting. Um and, and to relate it back to myself, you know, I, I was just like that when I was a kid, you know? I, I love music so much. I I would not pay attention in class. I would be writing like set lists for my punk band, like what we were gonna play on Friday at the like, you know, VFW Hall show. You know, I was yep. so immersed. <clears throat> but I never thought that I would be good enough, you know, cause like I can't sing the best or I can't play, like I can't <laughs> play the fastest or what, you know, like all those things that when you're a kid, that's what everyone thinks is important. You know what yep. I mean? And that's kind of when I think I realized that songwriting was maybe my, my, more my strength. Um, but it seems like for you, you seem like you're more interested in the behind the scenes side of music you know, um, which includes writing, but but production, like not really the performing side, which is kind of interesting now because that's what you're most known for.
2: Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I think like when I first started singing and playing, I I mean, I had no idea you could be behind the scenes. Like I thought everybody just made their own music and that was it. Right. um, I honestly loved it. Like I loved, you know, like being an artist, I think I just got really discouraged because I had such, I'm so impatient. I'll be honest. Like, <laughs> and I have, I get so my perspective can get so zoomed in. So when I was like 14, 15, 16, 17, like I was like, why am I not blowing up? Like never show never. And like this other, MySpace artist, and blah, 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 blah. Right. And I was like really impatient. And I think by the time I was graduating high school, I was like, kind of like felt like I didn't have what it took. So I was like, you know what? Like my, my other option is to just be behind the scenes. And I got really into it and I'm happy I did that because I realized, you know. I just wasn't good enough, you know, like the songs I were making weren't good enough, and i um it took me you know my first few college years to just like focus on not being an artist to like learn how to write better songs. and so I was writing like you know <clears throat> almost every day and not focusing on like promoting myself or booking a random tour and playing for like thirty people. I was like, let me just write a song, write another song and produce right. a track and like do this, and then finally, I think by the time I was ready to like make my own music to release again. I was finally like, my musicality was, or just my songwriting abilities were just more in line with like where, where I wanted to be. and um, So it was kind of, yeah, the journey made a lot of sense. And at the beginning though, I was really shy. Like when I first started releasing Music as Love in like 2015, like I like, didn't want to show my face and I was like real, I didn't really know like what I wanted to do and what I wanted to look like and like just who I wanted to be and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And it took me the whole process of the past few years to really like get way more comfortable with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, it's, mm. it's interesting. Yeah, with a voice like yours, I mean, y- you really can sing. Obviously, that's something that's developed. I'm sure when you were in high for school. Sure. I mean, everyone sucks when they start singing, right? Mm. I mean, you know, Dude, I sucked. Yeah. <laughs> so you you get better, but it is interesting and and probably a huge blessing that you learned all that stuff. But um, what, for sure, what I read was that you know you had your song "The Other," which was you know your breakthrough song. And you, you know, got uh, got signed or got offered a deal, and you chose not to um, pursue that at that moment. That's kind of interesting because you said you're impatient, and that actually must have been a tremendous amount of, uh, of must have taken a tremendous amount of patience, you know, yeah. to, to say <clears throat> not sign on the dotted line or not get on that tour bus, totally. and like and be like, no, 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 I'm not there yet. I'm not personally ready
2: yeah no for sure that's a good point. I mean, I think you know luckily at that point I'd already had um i had a manager in college and um uh still to this day the same um attorney, and he honestly my attorney really guided me a ton yeah um especially at the beginning like and he not only on deals but like really just on everything and honestly even just personally in my life like I'll call him just with like any type of advice he's always there for me um He, I think he really kind of spelled out for me like the kind of deals that were being offered in the very beginning. They were like, they would be kind of short term taking something that wouldn't, it would be selling me short in the long run. Like, it might be like, oh, this label wants to break you in Sweden first. And like, that's like, I don't know. And it's like signing out of the Swedish office. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I could do it. It would be some money and like, I would be on a major label, quote unquote. Right. But I was like, you know, talking to them, I was like, I'll hold out. And, I'm really happy I did And, You know, still to this day I'm not i I'm not even on a major label. I have my own label through AWOL, which is really cool. Yeah. Um but I ended up signing a publishing deal and um yeah.
0: Yeah, so you've been doing that, signing a publishing deal mm-hmm. and writing songs for other people uh before you were known as Love and like your you know, just your whole, you know, f- career as a persona, it's come before. I mean you've written songs with I have a list, a huge list here of so many people you've written songs with. Um When it comes to your own music now, are you really looking for outside help or are you writing your own songs and how much of your, you know, overall output is your own stuff versus trying to do, you know, whether it's songs for other people or co-writes?
2: At this point, it's pretty much a hundred percent just my stuff. And yeah. I don't really take any outside stuff. I mean, I, I work with people. Like I love, I don't really love writing alone that much for whatever reason. It's just, oh, okay. I think it's just so much more fun to be in the room with like your best friends making music together. So I always work with like, at least, you know, one of my other friends writing as a writer. And, and sometimes I work with like a, another producer and a writer or whatever. Um, like right now I'm just bunkered up in my house and I have two of my best friends living with me that are Um, songwriters and producers and we sit in the room all day just making stuff and it's like the most fun thing in the world but yeah I don't I don't really do any like I don't really take any you know for my project like oh here's like an outside idea and like oh blah. blah, blah." like I have to be totally involved cool Um, cool I figured
0: Um, what's your approach when you're starting that process you know when you like you said, you're in a room with some, some of your friends making music. Do you, I mean, you open up a computer, I assume. I mean, you're at least recording yeah. into it. Like yeah. what, what's your go-to? Do you pick up a guitar? Do you try to sing a melody? What, what do you do, you know, to get an idea? A yeah. lot of people are interested um, in that.
2: For sure. I mean, you know, it's kind of changed over time. Like for a while it would be very, like recently it's been very consistent, but for a long time it would be like sometimes a guitar sometimes a piano sometimes i would get a melody idea out of nowhere or a lyric idea or a title or 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 i'd play or, or like you know I'd start making a beat on the computer or whatever it is but lately the process has been pretty like consistent which is i've actually been learning how to freestyle i'm not good but like <laughs> i've been learning how to freestyle and so what i love doing is like my friend like for example my friend johnny simpson amazing producer and my friend uh, andrea rosario like we'll just get in the room and like Johnny will start like making a beat or I'll play some chords and he will start making a beat. And then like me and Andrea will just talk about like whatever in my life. Usually lately it's just like some girl. (laughs) Um, and then, um, and we'll just kind of like come up with a vibe and then like, I'll just start freestyling on the mic or like we'll kind of spit melodies back and forth. And and it's just very like kind of flowing in the moment. So, Crazy.
0: Well, you say you learn. You're learning to freestyle. I assume that means like doing it, like trial and error, right? Is there exactly. or is there actual yeah. like yeah. technique to freestyle? Like, has anyone well, ever wrote a book on it? <laughs> Can I get it from the I, library?
2: Probably, man. There's like articles. <laughs> I'm like I've read. There's like articles on how to like kind of improve. You know, because like I think there's like I, I like you just have to do it, right? And that's like to like start. But right. sometimes I'm like, damn, I keep using the same rhyme scheme or I keep doing the same thing. And like, how do I break through that? And like, I've like Googled it. I won't lie. Right. Um, I think of that. A, a lot of it is yeah, just doing ahead. it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think of that scene. I don't know if it's an eight mile, the Eminem movie where he's like on the bus and he's like got this, you know, like letter sized piece of paper just with like all rhymes on it, like all over it. And he's like yeah. looking off that it's like his little freestyle cheat sheet. That's what, that's right? what came to mind. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I love that. I know. I love it too. I want to talk about your song. I like me better. Uh, I literally uh-huh. went to the grocery store this morning. Jeez. Uh, what a, what a mess that place was, but I heard, yeah, it, I heard bad, it at the grocery same. store. I, and, and uh, just this morning, hey, you know, it's not a, it's not a new song, but it's had an amazing amount of staying power. Um, and it's you've crazy, written, man. right. You've written a lot of songs. You've written a lot of very good songs. Did you know this one was special?
2: Dude, when I first made it, I actually didn't really know. It happened so quickly. Like, the song happened so, so quickly. And um, obviously, like, the production is very sparse, like, very minimal. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, like, space and silence. And I think at first, I was nervous about that. I was like, maybe this sucks. and um, But honestly, the song came together so quickly. And then I played it for a couple friends and, like, I think that's when I knew they were like, yo, this is like some next level. Like, This is crazy. Like you should put this out immediately. (laughs) And I actually held off for a bit. But honestly, the demo ended up being pretty much the final version. And um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Like I feel like that song will be around forever. um, Which I'm extremely thankful for. At the same time is like, oh my God, I'm going to have to hear this shit and sing this shit forever. Which is not a bad thing. It's fun.
0: No, but, uh, I mean, yeah. you know what? I, it's a great, it's a great song, and I, I think it's a good message too. You know, it's like if you just For think sure. of the line, it's not, it's not something like hateful at all, or, or you know, or negative. It's, it's something actually positive. So that's like, you know, that's something good to take away.
2: Hell yeah, yeah.
0: Um, it's, it's gonna hit a billion uh, streams on Spotify. I know. Soon. What? Are you, you going to like, I don't know, like get a cake or something. Like what do you do <laughs> to celebrate? I have not thought about it. I gotta figure <laughs>
2: Yeah, I gotta, I gotta like take some submissions, some ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Get it, get a cake with one zero, 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 zero on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Um, no, man, that's, that is really, 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 um, an amazing, amazing thing. So congratulations on, yeah, on that crazy. success. And, um, Speaking of Spotify, I don't know if you know this. Um, pretty insane. You are forty uh, seventh in the world on Spotify.
2: That's crazy. That's so crazy. Yeah.
0: Like, and we're talking That's about so, so everyone crazy. who has ever made music ever. Like, so I just just for context, after I looked up yours, I looked up the Beatles. The Beatles are ninety third in the world.
2: That's so crazy. So you're beating.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're beating the Beatles by uh by by a long shot. I mean. How does, I guess my question is, how does that feel to have, you know, so much success in, you know, a relatively short amount of time?
2: Oh man, I don't know. It's, it's really weird. I mean, the the sad truth is like, I have to like remind myself like how crazy it is, you know, like Mm -hmm. I think as humans, like you adjust to whatever is kind of your norm, you know? And it took me a while, you know, like things were happening so quickly and I was like, Playing so many shows on tour and like you know the, the rooms were just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and I was kind of like this is crazy and like I would always expect that people wouldn't be showing up but at a certain point you're like this is actually the new reality and and um, it's actually kind of sad because then you start finding yourself there's a voice in your head that's like oh like only forty seven you're like okay, shut <laughs> up. like that's so ridiculous you know because right. you start expecting yourself to be the best in the world and then you're just like I don't know so it's amazing but yeah it's it's just funny how it can kind of like it can just take some perspective, you know, as things continue to grow.
0: <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, one of the top artists in the world, Ed Sheeran, um, you toured with him. Yeah. That must've been pretty crazy, you know, at the time
2: so crazy. to perform yeah. in front
0: of so many new people. Um, yeah. Did, what was that like? Did you hang out with Ed? Did he give you any advice? Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, it was amazing. I mean, the shows were like, uh, Honestly, not as scary as I would have thought, you know, because you're playing in front of so many people. Right. But I think it's because, like, everybody's so far away that you don't really feel that, like, <clears throat> that much pressure. Um, it's just was kind of funny. I, I could never really get over, like, the idea of, like, just, like, me, like, little me dudes, like, playing through such a massive speaker system. I'm like, what if I fuck up? Like, Oh my God, what if I get in front of like a hundred thousand people tonight? Like what? Right. Um, but no, Ed was really cool. Like, you know, he's really as down to earth as I think you would imagine. Like, he's just like a dude, like he's so talented. He loves his craft. Like I've, I've been in the room and like, we've like made some music together and, um, and like just the way he writes, he's so, he just writes a billion songs in one day. He just, he's amazing and he's super sweet and he's, um, yeah. I think he was just kind of like very encouraging, you know, at the time, like, I, obviously it's like kind of intimidating to me on tour with somebody like Ed Sheeran, but he was like, dude, like you, you're like on such a great path. And whenever, whenever I go to London and he's around, like, you know, we hang and I always feel like he's, I play him songs and he, oh, cool. I always like really appreciate his, I, I always really appreciate his feedback. And Jeez, yeah. yeah.
0: What a guy, <clears throat> what a guy just to be able to email and be like, Hey man, what do you think of this demo? <laughs> For sure. No, he's amazing. <laughs> That's, cool. That's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I want to talk about your, your lyrics. Um, and I have yes. it 's you know we talked earlier about like you know never Show never and owl city and you you mentioned like under Oath and devil or 's Prada those are you know really good friends of mine and friends of the show, and I feel like lyrically hey. lyrically you drive a little faster than other artists in your world like I don't know if that makes sense but you're very fearless with your lyrics and I'm kind of wondering I that. where that comes from because yeah truly like my favorite artists are always like that like one of my favorite lyricists has always been Morrissey it's yeah. it's like you can say anything like there's there's never a fear you just got to follow the next up the next line up you know what I mean and I, I feel think, like um, I feel like you yeah you have that in you
2: I think for me like i just, I've realized like the more I live my life, the more I just feel like so much of the human purpose, like for me at least is about just being super vulnerable and like yeah. connecting with people on like a real level. Cause I just can't stand like the feeling of like knowing someone, but not really knowing them. And I feel like as an artist, that would be such a shame for to like be like people like know me, but to not like really know like, you know, what makes me tick and like why I'm making the songs I'm making and like really what I'm trying to say. And so I think like it's, I don't want to say it's like easy for me, but it's just kind of like where I naturally want to go is just like to be, you know, uh, to just lay everything on the table in a song and worse, worse comes to worse. If I, if that happens and I feel uncomfortable, then I just won't put the song out. But usually right. I feel, usually I feel comfortable because it, it just feels like, I feel like you can almost say anything in a great song and like get away with it. Like, even <laughs> if it's like really heavy, it doesn't necessarily have to be heavy to everybody. Um, sure. Because, um, because I don't know if the music is just like that encapsulating and that good. Like you kind of just like I don't know, it just takes you on this ride. I don't know, I don't really know how to explain it.
0: Totally. Do you have a favorite uh song lyrically you've written?
2: Um, I think one of my just one of my favorite songs I've ever made um is Modern Loneliness. That song that just means a lot to me off the new album.
0: Absolutely. Cool. And what yeah. what about it is it does it just what, why does it grab you?
2: Yeah, I think it's just um well, okay. A few reasons. One, I just—I mean, it's I about like your father, really right? I mean, well, it's yeah. The funny thing is, that's like the first lyric, and I was always kind of like nervous to play it for my dad. But it's really just about like every reason that I feel like I've—I tend to be kind of a lonely person. Like I feel like I've always tended to be that way. Like a little bit. Like I'm not good at being just by myself. Like growing up, I always wanted to be with my friends, and I would be so sad like if like they didn't answer, or we couldn't hang out. And then as I've gotten older, you know, even just becoming obsessed with like the internet and space and and really how, like, that makes you so connected to so many people, but not really, and then it's, like, even worse with Instagram, and it's, like, right. I feel like there's this, like, I don't know, growing up in this age, like, I feel like sometimes, like, millennials, like, kind of have, like, the shit end, because it's, like, Gen Z that grows up with, like, like um, technology in such a way that's probably more natural, you know, because it's, like, from, like, the day they're born, it's, like, oh, here's Instagram, here's TikTok. Right. But And, like, that's just, like, an extension of your existence. Meanwhile, for me, like, sometimes I'm, like, I don't know. Like sometimes it it like fucks with my head a little bit, and I think that song is just like yeah, like a little bit about that vibe of just kind of being feeling really lonely. Like you know, no matter how many people you can talk to, no matter how many people you see all the time. Well, you're you're at
0: an interesting age, right? Because you kind of you're kind of bridging that gap, right? Like you're you're are you 25? Is that right? 25 yeah so yeah so you because i mean if i think 10 years ago like i don't know when when instagram came out probably about 10 years ago nine or 10 years ago like you know you were in high school so that was still like a thing you know people had like i'm i'm 39 so you know that was like there was no one had phones or anything when we were in school so you know i think that's now it's more prevalent than ever but i think that's probably a good position for you because you can relate you know, both sides of it. You can kind of understand what younger people are going through, but then at the same time you lived and you grew up in a time when there wasn't those like distractions and there was real, <laughs> you know, real interaction between people.
2: Totally. It feels kind of weird though. Like I feel sometimes like I, cause I for example, like I've been really on like TikTok and like, for a while, like older me, like whatever, like old me would have like hated that because I didn't <laughs> get it. But now I love it. And like, I just see like I don't know. I feel like that like for some of these kids it's just so much more natural than it is for me. And I'm like, damn, like I don't know if I'll ever be able to like I feel like that like that old guy who like can't <laughs> like I hate even saying this, but like who can't like figure out how to work something and I'm like, oh no. Oh, I know, but dude. It I happened. end up figuring it out. I'm like smart, so I figured it out. So it I'm happens
0: figure. to me too. Like even yesterday I was doing a Facebook live stream, like just went on there for some fans and did played a few songs and even that like I was like, what's going on? Why isn't this working? And everyone's like putting like, okay, boomer in the comments. And I'm like, oh no, oh my God. don't say yeah, that to me.
1: Yeah, It's a
0: scary time, man. So um, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I do appreciate doing this. I think Samantha will probably give us the time check. Um, but I just wanted to ask you about, you know, the collaborations with BTS and getting mm-hmm. into that whole game you know yeah. that genre is really hot those fans are really intense what was that like yeah. for the first time when you you know got introduced to that and when you went to you know south korea for the first time what's that whole thing because i've never really talked to anybody that's been involved in that mm-hmm. genre of yeah. know, k-pop
2: i mean honestly those fans are so supportive and like so yeah so rabid in like such a good way and um i mean working with bts is really honestly un- unexpected for me i um mm-hmm. Um, I think we'd just been like mutual fans, and like they would post like our fans would post like videos of them doing live streams and like singing some of my songs and stuff. And um, I was like, this is crazy. And then um, <clears throat> I got a chance to go see them when I was in London. And uh, right after meeting them, that's when they, uh, they asked me to do the remix for their song, Make It Right. Like literally as I was walking out of the room, like they were like, oh, yeah, so do you want to do this? And I was like, this is fucking crazy. And I was like, of course. And so I recorded that. And then I was like, "You know what? like I might as well like <clears throat> i'm working I was working on my album, I was like, I might as well you know um, see if we could do something together for yeah. my album so i had this I had this demo called "Who?" and I like sent it to them, and they ended up loving it and recording their parts and um I was really stoked with how it turned out and um i in terms of South Korea, <clears throat> I've been there once to play for a music festival. I haven't gotten a chance yet to do my own show there you know yeah but these are just like such good vibes like so sweet so supportive i I feel like i got so many gifts that day it was just you know really (laughs) cute so yeah Yeah, i don't know the pts fan base has been amazing so super thankful that's
0: great well you've got tons of tour dates coming up um speaking of headlining you're headlining red rocks on August 18th yes, it's so crazy that is so crazy congratulations I on know. that what a milestone thank you um I, I really hope the world is back to normal by then man for your sake yeah um, yeah
2: dude yeah
0: I don't know I don't know what else to say about it but I mean I know that have, have you, a good will be good you've been we just got to be smart have you been to that venue before <laughs>
2: um, I actually haven't you know it's oh. like I see so many videos and photos of it but I've never actually been so I'm so excited yeah, man, that is
0: that is so Here's incredible, like legendary. That is so yeah. incredible. Yeah, but isn't that just the way the cookie crumbles? Like you, you're finally like going to go on this, you know, massive like headline tour of America, your home country, and it's like all up in the air right now. That's just <clears throat> I man. know.
2: Yeah, it's sad. I mean, just really with all the tour it's just sad to see. So many artists, they have to just move their tour to 2021. It's just crazy.
0: I know. Especially the summer stuff, right? Because, well, weather, yeah. it's wet. That's, that's your, yours, too. Like you got a lot of outdoor shows in cold places. Yeah. They're going to have to do something about it if that happens. So I really, I'm, I'm crossing my for fingers sure. for you, man.
2: Thank you.
0: Uh, I got a quick fan question if I have time. Let's do it. Uh, somebody asks here about the song El Tejano. And they they said, uh, for a second, I thought I had it on shuffle and it went to something else because that song is a lot different from the vibe of the record, but I love it. (laughs) And I'm wondering if that's a direction you, uh, plan to go in maybe more. (laughs) Okay.
2: Honestly, that, that was super, that song was so funny. It's literally about like a bar and restaurant in North Hollywood that ever since I moved to LA, I would go to like multiple times a week. Cause they have margaritas the size of your head, literally. <laughs> and, <laughs> and me and my friends would always joke about making a song about it. It's like, we're just like so obsessed with it. You know, it's like, it's almost like one of those things you're like, Oh, if you love this so much, like, why don't you marry it? You know, like that stupid joke right, when you're a kid, right. it was like kind of like that. It's like, Oh, if you love the place so much, write a song about it. And so one day we finally did and like, it kind of just turned out the way it turned out and, um, Yeah. And like Sophia, you know, who's featured on it, she also like loves the place and goes to it all the time. So it was really perfect, but I don't know. I never really planned. That was the thing about the album is I never really planned like what direction I was going to go in sonically. I just like wanted to have fun and be free. So I kind of just made whatever felt right in the day.
0: Right. Right. That's awesome. No, I just Googled El Tejano really quick here. Yes. Uh, uh, what is it? Oh, it's on Magnolia Boulevard, North Hollywood, um, California. Um, have you, do you know the owners or anything? Like, do they know that they, you made a song about it?
2: They did. We shot the music video there. After. Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: I didn't, I didn't see the yeah. music video. So yeah It you're... hasn't
2: come out yet. No, no. It hasn't come out yet. Oh, but when it when it comes out, it's going to be so sick. <laughs> I love
0: that story so
2: much. That's great. Well, now,
0: now yeah. everyone's going to go there looking for you, you know? They're going to try to run into you there. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you're going to have to get a private yeah. room in the back maybe. Uh... Oh,
2: my God. No, it's funny, man. That's really funny, man.
0: Well, hey, um thank you so much uh Ari for doing this, man. And anything man, else thank you. to Oh, no, uh, it's my pleasure. Anything else to tell the people before uh, I let you go?
2: Um no, I think we covered everything. I mean, just thank you for having me. I mean, this is like something, you know, very different for me and like it's really cool, especially to like kind of go back to like you know, like really dig back into those years from when I was like, you know, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. So thank you so much nice. for the questions. Nice. Well, if you yeah. en- if you enjoyed it's it, really tell
0: your cool. friend, tell your friend uh, Ed Sheeran to give me a call too. I'd love to have him.
1: Hell yeah! Okay, I
0: got you. <laughs> All right, dude. Thank you so much. Right. And um, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave uh, the people with a song. Do you have a favorite? I can play for everybody. Modern, yeah, Lo- modern play, uh, loneliness, maybe
2: play Modern Loneliness. There it is. I'll do it. Here Let's it is on All Lead right. Singer
0: Syndrome. Ari, thank you so much. Thank you.
1: I've been thinking about my father lately. The person that he made me. The person I've become. And I've been trying to fill all this empty. But fuck, I'm still so empty. Yeah, I could use some love. And I've been trying to. My bedroom and my closet The baggage in my heart Is still so dark We don't know.
0: There is music from Lauv. I want to thank Ari so much for taking the time to speak with me. It was so awesome having him. And I want to thank his publicist, Samantha, as well. Thank you, Samantha, for allowing me to do this. Hey, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Whatever you're listening to this on, there's a subscribe button somewhere. Find it, smash it, as the kids say. And, uh, yeah, make sure... You keep it coming with all the episodes that I have for you because there's a lot of good ones coming up for real. Like, obviously, people have a little more time on their hands. They're a little more able to speak with me. So we have some great episodes, including Jim Atkins of Jimmy Eat World. That one's coming up real soon, too. So yeah, make sure you are subscribed. Feel free to hit me up, send me an email, and also check out the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. The link, one more time, leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. Well, that's all for me. Stay safe, social distance, do your thing, and hopefully it will all be over soon. Peace and love. I'll see you next week.